pets and welcome to another edition of Spider-Man, the animated series podcast. I'm your host, Alex Robson, and with me as always for part two of the wedding review is my brother, comic book artist and writer, Mr. Will Robson. Say hello, Will. Hello, everybody. How are you doing, buddy, since we last spoke? Uh, since it's been so long since we last spoke. <laughs> We're not recording this as a filler to, to no. tie these two episodes together. Not at all. Oh. No, many events have happened between since we last spoke. Exactly. And we didn't decide to do a part two after we did the whole no, episode. It's, t- it's turned from day to night. <laughs> and I'm hungry now. So, yeah, let's talk about it, bud. Let's go into this episode. Uh, as usual, I list some creds. This episode came out on September 12th, 1997. It was directed by Bob Richardson, written by Meg McLaughlin wow, and so John we, Semper. We just like pretty much moved to America at that point. That's true. This was the month that we moved to America, that this episode did came we out. in September? Because we, we did. started going to school in September. We did move in September. We were only there for like... Because oh, we were going to school whilst we were still in a hotel. Because yeah. we hadn't moved into our house yet. Um, so this is probably, yeah, like around the time, if not a couple of days before or after, um, that we moved. Well, coincidentally, they mentioned Princess Diana in this episode and this episode came out 12 days after she passed away and she when, passed when did they mention, mention princess diana jay jenna jameson says this wedding is gonna make that princess die affair look like a clam bake oh okay <laughs> uh and obviously you know her death was a tragic accident mm. and unexpected so um yeah, what was it? She, bam, 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 bam. but she passed away only <laughs> only a couple of days before we moved to America. I remember it was like a week. So actually, this might be that this might have come out like the day we moved to America. Crazy. This is crazy. Uh, anyway, back back to it. It's starring Christopher Daniel Barnes as Peter Parker and Spider-Man, Sarah Ballantyne as Mary Jane, Gary Imhoff as the Green Goblin, Harry Osborn, Julie Bennett as Aunt May, Marla Rubinoff as Liz Allen, Ed Asner as J. Jonah Jameson, Rodney Salisbury as Robbie Robertson, Michelle Barrett as Anna Watson, Patrick Labioteau as Flash Thompson, Jennifer Hale as the Black Cat and Felicia Hardy, Richard Mole as the Scorpion, Barbara Goodson as Dr. Ashley Kafka, Neil Ross, the Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, Roscoe Lee Brown, the Kingpin, Maxwell Caulfield, Alistair Smythe, David Warner, Herbert Landon. There were a lot of fucking people in this episode. Mm, it was a good episode. It was really well balanced, though, wasn't it? Everyone yeah. like had a really good place, and I Kingpin thought it flowed. Had the greatest line he's had in the whole show in this this episode. Oh, I I, I have a few. Which which was your favorite? It was so baller, so gangster, so money. I loved it so much. I think I know which one it's going to be. It's Go on. like I well, Jay Jonah. It's when they're trying yes. to do the wedding. Jay Jonah's like, I know the best baker in Queens. And he says, well, I know the Queen's personal baker. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you just got one-upped big time. You just got pinned. King yeah. pinned. If you say you know the best baker in Queen's, and if some dude says, like, I know the Queen's baker, like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Baller. Damn. Uh, yeah, that was amazing. Dominated! <laughs> um, some fun facts for this episode. I'll just go through them with you. When J. Jeremy Jenison is declaring that he wants to pay for Peter's wedding uh, to beat out Wilson Fisk, he quips, I want to give Parker a wedding that will make that Princess Di look like a clam bake. Uh, and as I just mentioned, Princess Diana uh, only died a mere 12 days before the original air date of this episode. Um, 
Whoops. But hey, you know, it's animation. It's not like you can change it that quickly. Uh, Harry Osborn ended up in Ravencroft after the events of uh, the Return of the Green Goblin, and he's being treated by Dr. Ashley Kafka, who's the same psychiatrist that treated Eddie Brock and that he was in love with. If you remember that, oh yeah. Um, this episode is loosely based on the Amazing Spider-Man Volume One Annual Number Twenty One which uh, has Peter and Mary Jane getting married. And at the end of this episode, Liz classic, Allen... Classic yeah. cover cover. That. Yes, with the love heart around them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and at the end of this episode, Liz Allen confesses that she loves Harry Osborn. And in the comics, Liz and Harry actually get married and have a son that they name Norman after Harry's father, which I never knew. Name him after a mad tyrant. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of this episode, bud? <laughs> this is my new child, Bin Laden, everybody. <laughs> Um, what did I think of this episode? I yes. thought it was very, very good. Great, because I like it a lot too. What I loved uh, it's like it flowed very well, as you said. Yeah, and great balance of like the scorpion breaking out at the, at the bank at the beginning, and then being kidnapped by I mean kidnapping Aunt May, and then very Spider Man too, right? Yep, his rings are in the balance of everything. I was like, yes, I love all of this. This is so Spider Man. Like, not only I got to protect like all these people from the scorpion, but my aunt's May is in danger and the rings that I need for Mary Jane. Like, yeah. it's just like, that's classic Peter Parker problems right there. Absolutely. And it. Sam Raimi took that for both Spider-Man two and three. Cause in two, Dr. Octopus is robbing the bank mm-hmm. and he's there with Aunt May and Aunt May gets wrapped up in tentacles and taken up buildings like Scorpion does in this. Mm-hmm. And then in three, he's got Aunt May's wedding band that he wants to give to Mary Jane. And he's attacked by Harry's Green Goblin. And there's like him trying to get the ring whilst fighting oh, Harry yeah. as well. So they, Sam Raimi took both of these, well, this scene for both of his. Well, his I'm sure, you movies. know, I, I don't know. I mean, this stuff could have been done in the comics originally as well. So true, true. Um, so, yeah, that was just classic Spidey to me. Um, and the whole wedding is great, and and I just love Norman talking to him through like mirrors and stuff like that. Yeah, just just really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Being in it, and Kingpin is now getting to like that public figure, like life. You know, like oh, you know, I'm now own this new newspaper and stuff like that. I, I love when Kingpin's like full on display display like corrupt without people not realizing it. Yeah, there was you know what with Kingpin. He's obviously he no one knows he's the kingpin besides like his closest enemies and some of his allies and stuff. But he's at this wedding and there's a bunch of people running around and he's in a robot and his head is at the front of the robot. And I'm like, buddy, if you want to hide your identity, that's yeah, not the he's way to do it. using the robot to stop the villains. Yeah, but his face is still right there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but he might get some good PR for that. I guess so. I actually, feel like he was, yeah. he's very more Lex Luthor in this episode than anything. He's very Lex Luthor in this episode. You're right. Yeah, that is a very Lex Luthor plot and what he he does. Um, so Spider Man calls Scorpion a sissy at the beginning of this, which I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is a bit telling yeah, at the time. Talks about his mother, and he's like, that's it. Don't talk yeah. about my mother. Yeah. Um, Aunt May being afraid of Spider-Man is always a nice touch as well, where she's like more afraid of him than Scorpion. I thought I that was really happened. Cool. I was like, oh, calm down, woman. 
<laughs> Harry's nightmare sequence was really fucking good in this episode too. I thought that was yes. really well done. Like Spider-Man is this monster who preyed on his father. And I can't get over the evil laugh that Peter has in that sequence too. Like he does like a, <laughs> he does this really mm. weird evil laugh that I just, I've never heard before. Uh, I realized this time around that Harry's eyes are green and he's also wearing a green jumper. Nice little bit of uh, green goblin plot put in there. Um, Good animation in this episode as well. Great animation. So, did and, you notice that they added tear ducts to a lot of the characters? I in did. This season, yes, like little yeah, tiny dots at the end. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they never had those in the characters before. No, I don't remember seeing it at least. But a lot of people were crying in this episode. Um, I also thought it was really weird that Liz Allen fancies Harry because, like, that's like when people fancy a serial killer. You know what I mean? Like. Why yep, does she fancy so. him so much? Well, she just, that's the man she loves. I guess so. Probably not a good idea to have a hole in the plate of glass that divides you and a mental patient, though, as a visitor. There's just like this big I'm hole. I'm sure there's different levels of visitation rights for different types of patients. Okay, okay. All right, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Um, Kingpin misleading Peter Parker as well, where he's like, I read about your impending marriage to Miss Watson, and frankly, I can't let you do it. And then he's mm. like, what? And he's like, without my financial backing. And he takes out a suitcase full of money. I was like, what a fucking baller. <laughs> Um, did you notice how big Kingpin's hands are when he grabs that newspaper out of the the suitcase? How much material was used to make his tux? Yeah, that tux is... Uh, I thought it looked really good on him, actually. I it thought did. it was pretty fucking baller. Yeah, um, thank you, <laughs> I do love, as you were saying, like uh, the mirror of um, Green Goblin, like Norman Goblin to Harry's Goblin, when they're running past the windows and the reflection mm-hmm. of Green Goblin is following him and talking to him as he's running. Now... And we've as, got Return of Smythe as well. Got Return of Smythe. As I was talking about with Gary... Um, we Gary's saying, and you don't know if Harry's actually seeing Norman or not. And at first I thought that was really cool. And that's how I felt as well. Like, is it his imagination or is, is he really there? However, I always feel like he is definitely there. Yes. One big thing when he's, when Smythe is like, how did you know all this? He's like, Oh, we have a third party that wants to stay anonymous. And I was yep. like, well, they, so I was like, so he's legitimately there. So he's legit there. That's exactly what I thought too. Um, yeah, that makes sense because obviously how would, how would Harry know that without Norman actually being there to tell him like who the Kingpin is and and give him all that detail? So yeah, good, very good point. Um, yeah, so Smythe, and what do you think about Scorpion being his new partner? I liked it. And Scorpion's tail got freaking ripped off by Kingpin. And the way Kingpin said, I broke him? Oh, and I was just starting to have fun. Like mm. the way he, he was, the way he was throwing them around like a lasso. That was, that was really cool. Um, Kurt Connors walking Mary Jane down the aisle. I was like, yeah. Oh, Robbie she... Robertson is Peter Parker's best man. I know. And Peter, so being, lovely. Peter being so worried. Like, do you have the rings with such nice touch? Like him being so nervous. Mm. Like that was a really nice touch, but I thought it was weird that Kurt Connors walked Mary Jane down the, the aisle. Cause I was like, do you guys know each other? Like, at all really well she's think about it she is not around her father anymore yeah who was ended up being a terrible person um peter parker has no father figure in his life except for kurt connors is one of them so i don't know why he'd be giving away mary jane yeah but 
he's a father figure nonetheless. So there he yeah, is. Yeah, there he is, just with a little cameo. Um, and I was surprised to see uh, Black Cat because the last time we saw her, she was off with Morbius and Blade, and there was no like, "Hey, I've returned." It was just like, "I'm, I'm here. I'm here to help quickly." Uh, but I do like how she's there because obviously that's one of his past loves. Mm-hmm. So it's like on his wedding day, there's a, a girl he fancies as well. Um, the whole, so I watched this with my girlfriend and the whole Harry forcing Mary Jane to marry him. My girlfriend was like, this would never work because they need to sign, they need to sign loads of documents. It's like, like, <laughs> it's like Dwight in the, the office with marrying Angela. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But um, it also felt very, very Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Like that's exactly what the show yeah, yeah, yeah. does. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, and he's trying as well. Yeah, and he's trying to get back in to stop it. Um, I will never ever grow tired or not laugh at Kingpin going up his tube elevator. He <laughs> goes up his tube elevator and he just looks so funny in it. I love it so much. Uh, what did you think of the 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 spider robots? Like all of the the Mega Slayer as well that Kingpin very had. reminiscent of Mandalorian with the black stormtrooper robot. Whoa, they do look like mm. those. You're right. They they almost look identical to them now. Mm. You mentioned that. Yeah, that's that's. I cool. like that they're on their own little gliders, like little squad. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool little ad to make them goblin robots. Um, I loved Spider Man stopping the wedding and showing the showdown between him and Goblin. Like, I, I'm surprised that never made it into the movies. You know, mm-hmm. like that would have been that would be a really cool movie scene, like Spider Man and Mary Jane's wedding being stopped by the Green Goblin and trying to break that all up. Um, Liz confesses her love to Harry. She stops the whole wedding. Snaps him out of his goblin state, yeah? That all makes sense. But I cracked up so much because Harry almost, like, faints and he drops his pumpkin bomb and Liz catches it. And then in the left-hand side of the frame, Spider-Man's hand just, like, comes into the frame (laughs) and he just takes the pumpkin bomb away. Yeah, Yeah, and it just it's just his hand. And it's just like, yep, yoink, and takes away. And I was like, what a random bit of animation to put in there. Like, you didn't need to do that. She could have just held on to the pumpkin bomb. I thought it was a really weird, like, do you think that was some request where it's like, we need to see him actually take it from her hands? I don't know. It's very weird. Um, MJ telling Spider-Man to go get Peter so they can get married made me laugh. I like that she obviously knows they're the same, and I thought that was good. Uh, Peter and MJ finally getting married and leaving the church in a parade of cheers was good. JJ giving Peter the Daily Bugle van as his wedding gift, mm-hmm. which I think was so poetic because it's the final jab at Kingpin, who has, you know, he owns that newspaper and or not that he owns the, the competitive newspaper and Peter Parker is the one driving away in the Daily Bugle, right? Like, I like also um, the violin playing the Mary Jane Peter Parker love song when they came in at that wedding yep i mm-hmm. I, I i had that written down i missed that bit thanks for reminding me yeah that's really sweet isn't it i thought that was a nice touch um and then green goblin watches uh from his well the norman green goblin watches from his nothing void and calls out for harry as he's all alone and that's the end of the episode uh one of my favorites for sure really mm. solid start to this season very superior very spider-man-y just- yes yeah, good stuff, and I and I like I like um like the power dynamic between Kingpin and J. Jonah. Like all that additional stuff was just great. Yeah, it was really lots well of layers balanced. in this episode. Yeah, absolutely, and lots of characters progressing in their story mm. as well as Spider Man progressing in his story as well. Yeah, really great, well well done. Great start to a, a new season. 
Yeah, and guess what's up next, bud? Are we getting into Captain America territory? We are getting into Captain America oh, territory. Yeah, baby. It's uh, partners in danger. Uh, it's like the the main type theme of this whole season because each season has its own like sins of the father was i think season three mm-hmm. which was all about norman osborne and all these other father figures in that show so partners in danger is the one in this one um there are five episodes for captain america or four four or five episodes that we're, we're gonna watch that all are one cohesive story which is interesting um so i think like Captain America is only mentioned in the first or second bit, and then we start to get more and more. But it's all about the team that he fought with. Yeah, the old people team. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I really like. Like the Wizard, I think is is one of them, and like loads of other ones. I think it's really it has cool. a little bit of a Watchmen vibe, doesn't it? It has a like major. Sat- oh my god, you're right. Saturday, Saturday morning cartoon Watchmen. Yes, because I was like, why didn't they do Dum Dum Dugan and like Bucky and stuff? Mm. Because they were around by then, and I was surprised they didn't make uh, it in. Because they were going to make a Captain America show, so they probably had them young right. and ready to go for that. You're right. That's exactly why. So they probably weren't allowed to use it, because it was owned by another studio. Um, well, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I really like his old team, and very Watchmen, dude. There's even a character I think who looks like, is it the Black Hood? in watchman mm. with like a like a a big black hood with eye holes yeah. cut in and like a noose around his neck there's a character that looks just like that i think um no it's a really good point never thought about that all right so i'm really looking forward to those um not really any breaks in censorship that i could see and um, we're starting to move away from that because uh, as john semper has said everybody had to abide by it and uh, it's kind of nitpicking at this point. But if you did spot anything that you think is like, we've got to point that out. The only thing I could think about was calling Sp- Scorpion a sissy, but that's not really a break of censorship <laughs> at the time. It's more like that you'd never see that now. Yeah, so we've got lots of cool episodes to come. There wasn't much in breaks and censorship, as I said. If you saw anything, or if you just want to talk about this episode, point out things that we may not have pointed out, you can reach us on social media at Spider-Man TAS Pod or at SpidermanTASPod at gmail.com. Um, all right, bud. Friendly neighborhood quiz game. Give me a jangle. Oh, I'm, I'm a bit messed up because of my cold. Okay, so it's going to be a very subtle jingle. This is the friendly neighborhood quiz game. <laughs> That's the saddest jingle I've ever heard. <laughs> all right um question okay excited quiz game participant question Hello. one <laughs> where are you from contestant number one <laughs> just get on with the quiz oh no i don't mean it like that i just don't, <laughs> don't want to bother you <laughs> all right um question one What's the name of the paper Kingpin buys? Oh, fuck me. It's not called fuck me. The is daily it, fuck is me. It, is it daily something? It is the daily something. The daily. And it even begins with a B. B. The daily bar. <laughs> the daily poo. Daily B. B. <laughs> the daily beacon. Yes. Well done. It's the daily beacon. Correct. Uh, question two: What is the name of Harry's psychologist? Where and we have seen. Oh, you just before. said it. I did. Alex. Nope, Ashley. 
Ashley. Ashley. Don't you remember Benny Brock oh, yeah. going, Ashley, I'll yeah. always love you, Ashley. Nope, got nothing? Nope. Dr. Ashley Kafka. Question three. Memorable. Memorable. Question three. Where was Kingpin having his roses imported from? Well, ah, uh, I getting my roses imported from Portugal. No, that's a pretty good guess. Somewhere close to Portugal. Uh, it begins with an E. E. España. E- Ecuador. Ecuador. Love that. Uh, question four. What was the name of Smythe's Goblin Robots? Oh, for God's sake. I've got my oh, new robots. Oh, and then, and then he was like, I don't care about the stupid name of your Yeah, and he's always like, these these blank, blank warriors are excellent, oh, Smythe. really stupid name. They were like, ah, robot goblin warrior. You're close. Like so it's goblin, goblin robot warrior. Goblin robo warriors. Yeah, that was, I'll, I'll give you that one. That was pretty good. Um, and then number five, question number five, what is the name of the asylum that Harry is being treated in? Ravencroft. Correct. Well done, buddy. You got four out of five. I can't give you Dr. Ashley Kafka. You had some hints, but you got there in the end no, with I everything else. That at all. <laughs> oh, am I keeping oh. you? <laughs> Sorry. That came out. <laughs> You're on the podcast. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. <sighs> Made the loudest yawn, too. Oh my God. Fucking grandpa. All right. Well, well I did just have a kip before this. Oh, day. I just had a little sleepy poo. Uh, we got one more category, and then I'll let you get back to bed, granddad. <laughs> what? Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The category is what you're doing with your life. So what are you watching, buddy? How what do deep you... do we want to go? <laughs> <laughs> We've only got Nothing! Gone... <laughs> Staring into the black void. It is not working out the way I anticipated it to. <laughs> I'm just sitting... 2023, baddest I've ever been. This is our five-year anniversary. Think... And you're, you're such a pessimist this entire Poor... And alone. <laughs> You're not alone. You're married. I have a lovely wife. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. she makes me incredibly happy. She's amazing. I'm surprised you're not like cut that out, bud. <laughs> you don't listen to this shit. <laughs> That's true. She don't. <laughs> oh, no, I never ask you to cut things out of the podcast. Oh. We've done that three times in this one. <laughs> <laughs> what um, are you what are you watching? What are you reading? Ah, uh, well, I'm listening to a lot of vinyl records. Yeah, you are. You're a big a vinyl boy. Jam, baby. Yeah. Yep, I got a vinyl record player for uh Karishmas from our father. And I used to collect vinyl about ten or fifteen years ago, and then everyone started collecting it, so the prices shot up. So I stopped. And then I don't know, recently I've just been wanting to I haven't been able to listen to the ones I already had. I got some first press Beatles and Stones and all this other great stuff. So I, I, I got the player, I stuck it on, and it was amazing. You came over, we listened to some records and played some video games, which was fun. I've been jamming out to that Deep Purple album ever since I listened to it. It's oh, have you? you yeah, you, well, Machine Head. Yeah, you 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 reminded me how good that album is. Oh, it's so it's good. one of the best rock and roll albums of all time. Yeah, I agree. Everyone go listen to Machine Head by Deep Purple. Listen to the whole goddamn album. It's amazing. One of them is like... 
it's just a, a song where you're like, I have to have sex to this song. Like, it's which, just which one is that? Oh, uh, it's a bit of the bow, chicka, bow, bow, bow. Yeah, yeah. Literally sounds like a porn parody song. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? There's so much wah wah guitar in there, and just some deep bass. You're like, mm, I'm gonna get. But naked. sadly, that beat is only at the, like the beginning of the song, and the rest of the song is not like that at all. Yeah, well, I just play that on loop. Though. Just yeah. play that beginning bit on loop. I listen, and like after I listened to the album so much myself. I was like, I want to check out some other Deep Purple albums, and I like listen to the 80s, uh, like other stuff, and it just goes too like hair medley, like not the same vibe. Where that Machine Head is just like just so fucking good. It's just like oh, it's just like hard rock in your face, dirty. It's it is dirty. It is just dirty. It's dirty, dirty. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I've been, been listening to Record records. Boy. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Mario Golf '64. I've been doing odd jobs that have needed to be completed around my house, and I'm now this week going to be finalizing writing the issue breakdowns for my story that I sold to IDW, which is a creator-owned project. Hell yeah! Uh, I can't say what that is yet. I probably shouldn't even said the company, but there we go. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. Yeah. So I've been working on the story for my creator-owned, which uh, I've finished writing the main pieces for it when i was really sick uh and i had quarantined myself away from my wife and i was hopped up on all this different medication and i was like practically hallucinating which i've never had with like uh, vaguely with a fever i've had that before but like i was seeing like faces coming out of the dark and like you're seeing the little girl at the top of the stairs oh yeah absolutely oh my god the worst was i I got i I have an ensuite and that's not a brag or anything (laughs) telling a story i went i went into the toilet i have an ensuite by the way um and i heard the springs of my bed go off like someone had gotten into them and i was like like it scared the that sound of someone getting into the bed when you know no one's there is scary frightening yeah (laughs) and we had just got these new uh this new duvet for the winter that's like Eight times as big as a regular duvet because it's like a no humble, no humble brag there. Either. No humble brag there. So, <laughs> no, no, we got it so that because we can't afford to pay our heating, so we got a giant thermal blanket instead. And I looked in the bed and it just looked like someone was laying in my spot in the bed. I was like, oh my god! What to the, the point fuck? where I had to get up and pull the sheets off of the bed to reveal if there was something there. And obviously, there wasn't. Yeah, I was tripping fucking balls in bed. Imagine if you and, put the sheets off and it was you laying there and you're like, what? And then oh, he's fat. Who's <laughs> <laughs> this big fat guy in my bed? Oh, no, it's me. And then the you in bed is like, what are you doing? Like scared of you as well. Crazy. <laughs> write, write that down. That's good shit. <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> um, but yeah, my uh, a lot of the book I'm writing is all about psychological horror and uh, hallucinating. So I was like, right, I'm fueling this like trip that I'm having. And I'm going to turn it into uh, some of the work for my book. And I wrote, oh, so you, wrote, of, you wrote, wrote it all I, down. Oh yeah. I wrote down so many, I was just lying there and like looking in the dark and my brain was making stuff of like, like a head, like on tendrils, like peeking around the corner and dripping with oil and stuff. I was like, yep, that's going in there. Or did you write this down? 
No, I checked the next morning. Because <laughs> I told my wife about it. She's like, did you write just a bunch of fucking gobbledygook? Like, <laughs> yeah. did you check it? And it was just like, me poo poo pants with BC <laughs> being in dark and scary and drippy and man in bed. And man in bed was me. And he said, I'm scared of you. <laughs> hey, see, you've already even cleaned that. That shit's good. You're, st- you're, you're not telling me it's good, but you know it's, it's good. It's not good. That's good. You're keeping that. Well, no, you, you have it then. That's yours. You write a whole thing about that. Nah, I'm good. That's, that's, <laughs> just ne- that's never been done. It's the most original thing. Just want you to be like, yeah, it was good, but I'll, I'll, I'll use that. That's like, like that classic good. old story where it's like, mommy, can you check if there's any monsters under the bed? And then the mom checks under the bed and it's the daughter that's like, mom, there's a monster on that bed. Like that's the classic. Like That's true. Yeah. It was like horror stories in two sentences, right? Yes. Yeah. And some of those were scary as fuck. I was like, that's way better than a fucking 90 minute horror movie. But yeah, I wrote... All the missing links I needed for my story, for the most part. Um, and I'm really looking forward to it being made. Like, it's it's going to be like a horror slash monster book. But at the same time, there's so many different layers to it. Like, it, there's a lot of psychological horror. There's a lot of ambiguity where you, you'll be like, is this person seeing this stuff? Are they not? And I'm looking forward to it. No, that's cool. I, I dig that a lot. Um, well, I've uh, been watching White Lotus season two. I finished, and so did you on your recommendation, right. and really enjoyed it. Um, I came around and actually started to. I know I've previously on this podcast that I didn't like White Lotus season one, but having reflected and been like, it's not about the murder; it's actually about these people that are in this place and all of the uh, social commentary that goes on in that show as well. And well, there was d- a lot less social commentary in season two. There was and there wasn't. It's more about sex in season two um, and how, like, the son is, like, against all of those, like, old sexist ways that, you know, that movies and things, like, when he's talking about the gangsters, right, and, like, how men fall in love with the idea of the gangster because it's this, that, and the other, and he's, like, it's sexist and old. But then at the end of the season... He also turns his head when his granddad and his father check out this girl, yeah. and he. So he's. It's like. No, he's it's, he's he's literally like. I think what it was saying was he's just one of them. Just because you're woke doesn't mean that you can't be exactly a womanizer. Exactly, that's what was the whole point. It was yeah. I, the irony there that he's doing the same thing that two other generations in his family are yeah. doing as well. He's still objectifying women, but he's just yeah. Being, Less smarter about, and he's been the he's been the nice guy, which is also just as bad. Like the nice guy Mm. thinks that they're actually doing the right thing, but they're actually just as bad as anyone else. Um, Yeah, so I I enjoyed White Lotus season two. Granted, it wasn't as deep as the first one, but I thought it was really good. Um, Then I'm watching Bad Sisters on your recommendation. You finished you finished it. I'm halfway through. It it does take some strange turns at points, but it comes all back around. And I, okay. and, I was, and I was very satisfied with the ending. Okay, I haven't seen any strange turns yet. I think we watched three episodes last night. So oh, we're probably yeah, it's like a ten. Four. It's it's quite long. Is I it? Don't think, I don't think I should have sat down and binged all of it. How did you I, watch ten hours worth of shit in a night? We well, no, because we had already watched four episodes, but we we started watching like them at like five o'clock. I was like. If we just keep it going, this will be done at like half eleven, and we we're like, let's do it because it was just getting so good. I haven't hated a character as much as I've hated the husband in this show since in watching Handmaid's Tale. Like, yeah, me too. This guy is just such a piece of shit in this show, and the oh, the way 
I've never seen a character be able to um, like instantly flip stuff onto other people where he's clearly in the wrong, but he'll be like the manipulation. Oh, what are you doing? Like, and it's like, he's gaslighting. What am I doing? Yeah. yeah it's the gaslighting. Yeah. It's yeah, gaslighting, yeah. but like, it's almost, he makes it like an art. Like it's crazy. Yeah. It's gross. How, how, um, how scary he is. He's very scary, um, man. Yeah. Uh, then I also watched Barbarian, which is a horror movie that I had no expectations for or low expectations for and ended up being pretty fucking good. And I thought like, oh, I know where this is going. And then it was like, we're not going there at all. And it was such a random turn. And I thought it was paced pretty well and it didn't like overindulge in things. Um, sometimes it showed too much of something, but there were some really spooky moments where they didn't show anything. Um, so that was really good. I watched white noise today. Now that movie sucked, but, um, I want, I forgot to tell you, there is a scene in white noise, a, a sequence where Adam driver wakes up in bed and buddy, I have not been chilled to, to my bones in mm-hmm. a little while. And I was like, cause I was kind of like, well, this has got half my attention. So I was like dicking about on my phone or, and laptop and like doing other shit whilst it was on. And this scene happened. And I was like, you have my attention and watching it. I was like, what is happening? Like it was just scary and really unnerving. Well, I'm not going to see this movie now cause I've heard nothing but bad things. So just tell me about it. Um, so it really has nothing to do with the plot. It's just a random scene um, that that comes into play quite early on in the movie where Adam Driver wakes up in bed and then he feels for his wife and his wife's not there. And then it's like really darkly lit in his bedroom. And there's a little bit of light coming through one of the windows from outside. And his wife is just sitting in a chair and she's just like staring at the wall, like mm. off into nothing. And he, no one says anything. Like, he's just looking at her, like, what is she doing? And then she just stands up. So you just see this, like, silhouette of a person. And she takes two steps forward to the bed. And then she's just standing at the ed- edge of the bed. Mm. Adam Driver's, like, pretending to be asleep. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? This is so scary. Yeah. And then... Why is someone standing at the end of the bed like one of the scariest things? And, and not saying anything. And yeah. dude, there's no music either. It's just silence. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm so unnerved. And then she just turns and she like runs to the bathroom, like an ensuite, by the way. Um, <laughs> she runs to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, they must be have a lot of money then, I suppose. She runs to the bathroom and like you hear her like being sick. Mm-hmm. And Adam Driver's like still sitting there and he's not saying anything, like laying in the bed. Then she comes back out and she walks and she goes straight into bed and she like clumps into bed next to him, pulls the covers up over her head. So he's like looking at her, like wondering what's happening. And then even though it's the back of her head, the covers are over it. A face starts to press out from out from underneath in the covers Mm -hmm. from the back of her head. And you're seeing like teeth and a mouth opening, like as it's pressing in the in the covers. And I was like, whoa is going on and then adam driver reaches to pull it down and i'm like no 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 no, don't do that and he pulls it down and then he fucking wakes up and you're like oh it's a fucking dream sequence but still really spooky i was like Mm -hmm. from start to finish i was like really scared um and the rest of the movie sucked but that was a really (laughs) really interesting scene none nonetheless um so I yeah, saw sleepers that. from 1996, or <laughs> whatever it was. I just saw heat. 
I just, I saw we, me and my wife have been just anytime there's like an old courtroom drama from the nineties on uh, Netflix, chuck them on because I did obviously just miss them at the time. I was a child. Um, so yeah, Sleepers was actually awesome with Robert De Niro, Kevin Bacon, Dustin Hoffman, Brad Pitt, like a super stacked cast. So random. And it was just all that. about these kids that like ended up going to juvie for doing a really stupid thing. And Kevin Bacon, who is their prison guard at juvie, molests, rapes, and tortures them so badly that they plot revenge on him and all the other guards that molest them. And like the it's like the whole movie is like this giant revenge story where they it's just good. It's just good. It was a good story. Nice. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I know I know it was big when it, it came out like twenty or thirty years ago, whatever. Yeah. Thirty years ago. Um but I'm glad it still holds up. And then another movie that held up for me that was from my childhood was Robin Hood Prince of Thieves I watched over the Christmas break. <laughs> and even though Kevin Costner has And who did the score for that? Uh I don't know, actually. I shouldn't. No, it's uh, uh Well he did the score for Sleepers. Yeah, no, the guy who did the score for Robin Hood, I think his name was John Debney. He did Die Hard. He did Die Hard License to Kill. Um, like all of those movies that mm-hmm. like were like the action movies of the eighties. Like he has he actually has some pretty good fucking scores. But he died in like the early two thousands. He died well. very young. So um which is why none of his scores have uh, come out any uh, very recently because he's been dead. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know why I had to say Sorry, it like everybody that. That I've had any recent work. I've been dead <laughs> for twenty years. But yeah, Robin Hood was was a good time. Loved Alan Rickman as um the Sheriff of Nottingham. And Kevin Costner has an American accent and it's it's obviously ridiculous that Robin Hood has you know an American accent. You know the story accent. behind that, right? I do, yeah. Because at the beginning of the movie, he's trying to do an English accent. You hear it in that when he's in prison, uh trying to escape like the Jordanian prison or Jerusalem or something like that. And he's just like it, it, the way he was like, come with me and maybe we can escape from this place. And you're like, what? It, what's happening with your accent? It's like all over the place. It's like he has five different regions in one sentence. Kevin Costner, I guess he's pretty one note, right? Like, I, when I think yeah, he's Kevin, a big when name. I think of Kevin, no, I'm saying his acting. Like, Have you ever thought of a... When I think of Kevin Costner, he's pretty much the same guy in everything. Mr. Brooks? I think of Waterworld. Yeah. And then I think of the the other post-apocalyptic movie he did. Postman. Um, yeah. The Postman. Yeah. And, and then uh, I think of him as Superman's dad. Yeah. Robin Hood. And There's then... that movie, Mr. Brooks, where he's the serial killer, remember? Oh, yeah. What, with, uh, with Dane Cook as well, right? Yeah. And um, is it William Hurt? That's the... Yeah, it's William Hurt. That's his... But he's pretty, like, made he's pretty up... much acts the same and everything, right? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. So him uh, like being like doing a character with a different accent that that seems pretty far fetched. Yeah, yeah. And then they also have Christian Slater in there as like his half brother, and he's got an American accent as well. And I'm like, where are these guys raised? Like, it's in, the best when he's in the woods, baby. It's That's the like Christian Slater. <laughs> <laughs> but the best is when they meet uh, Robin Hood, and they're like, "Who are you, sir?" And it's like the most British way they they say it. And he's like, "I'm Robin Bloxley." <laughs> you're like, yeah, Robin of Loxley. I live on Fifth Avenue. <laughs> I'm so glad to be home in England, my home. <laughs> yeah, I want to eat some bangers and mash. 
Where's Maid Marion? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> want to maid her Marion if you know what I'm talking about. Wanna yeah. bang, I want to bang her mash, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bang her mash. <laughs> like bangers and mash. I want to mash her so bad. Ew, I'm, I'm I, banging just, her. <laughs> I just gross myself out by saying I want to bang her mash. That's terrible. Oh, yeah, I'm going to mash her bang. Oh, 2023 is already so weird. We're just so on a rant right now. Uh, Robin Hood. It was great. Enjoyed it for my childhood. <laughs> That's all I've watched and read. Fucking hell. I'm, I'm from Essex. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go in the woods. It's scary in there. I was raised in the woods. In the woods, we speak like this. In Sherwood Forest. Sherwood and Fifth. <laughs> Show it <in> fifth. <laughs> Forest Avenue. We got bangers. We got mesh. <laughs> we got lockers. <laughs> we got bagels. And we got a Joe's pizza. The original Joe's. None, yeah. none of that phony stuff. The original stuff. Joe's is from Sherwood and Fifth. <laughs> <laughs> On the corner of. <laughs> none of that crap you get in Wales. This is the original. Oh, we can't take my taxes, Mr. King. Oh! Ooh. Get your tax fingers, Eddie. Now I want to watch Robin Hood Men in Tights. That is a good movie. It, I watched it. I did watch it last year, and it kind of holds up. Like I bet, I bet it's dated humor. humor. It's very dated. I bet it is, yeah. But some of it still made me laugh because I just remembered it from my childhood. Yeah, and Dave Chappelle's great in it, right? He's terrible in it. Is he? Oh, yeah. I always remember him being I remember always being like, ah, oh, Dave Chappelle's great in that movie. And I watched it, I was like, Dave Chappelle is terrible in this movie. Because I thought Dave Chappelle was good in anything he did, and then I watched Con Air again recently, and I was like, Dave Chappelle's not good in everything. I think this predates Con Air. Does it? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Dave, Dave Chappelle is like 20 in this movie, if that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it came out a long time ago, so. I do love how um, the Robin Hood is like, and I'm the only Robin Hood with an authentic British, British accent. accent. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. That's good. And the the, the forest guy is very good. Uh, I mean, sorry, the... Uh, um, Sheriff of Nottingham is good. Or they, <laughs> no, the king, because there's two. There's a Sheriff of yeah, Nottingham, and then there's the king. Yeah, I'm saying the Sheriff of Nottingham is good. In that. Oh, okay. Yeah, the king is played by the guy from Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Comedian, whatever yeah. his name is. And it's more Lewis Black. Like, Lewis Black, and his mole moves around his face every scene. <laughs> and gets bigger and bigger and bigger as it goes on. Well, that's crazy because it, it's obviously it's parodying. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And I was realizing mm-hmm. the other day, that's how big Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves was when it came out. It had action figures. Like, you showed me that picture today, and I was like, oh, shit, there's the Sheriff Nottingham, the action figure mm-hmm. that I haven't seen since, like, 1993 or whatever. There's, there's so much stupid shit in that fucking movie that still made me laugh. And I was embarrassed to laugh about it. There's a scene where, remember, his, he has a blind sidekick. Yeah. And, like, they, since he didn't pay taxes on his castle, they just wheel his castle off. And the blind guy's just sitting oh, yeah. on the toilet still. <laughs> like, that's so stupid. It made me laugh. Why does everything and go in the toilet stage? He's got a Playboy, but it's like etched out. So he's like feeling like the tits <laughs> and the Playboy. And then uh, Robin oh, Hood comes up to him and he's like, oh, Robin, it's been so long. And he goes to hug him, but he hugs this armless statue next to him. He's like, oh, Robin, you're wrong. <laughs> You've lost them in battle. But it's a female statue, so he's like, and you grew a great pair of tits. Oh, it's just it's so that's stupid. brilliant. Because there's a blind guy in Prince of Thieves. That's yeah. like that's oh, where there? it comes from. Yeah, it's Duncan, is the blind guy. Oh, and uh, his name is Pl- I think it's Plumpkin in Plumpkin. Like, <laughs> like it's look, there's a lot of humor like that. And, yeah. 
But that's how big Prince of Thieves was that it could be parodied like that. It's like oh, all of them. Oh, it's like all the scary movies that were parodying Scream and all of that stuff. Um, well, okay, we just went on a random run of, of Prince of Thieves and, and Robin Hood, but I can't. I really <laughs> want to watch Men know. in Tights. Yeah, I really want to watch Men in Tights now. Well, I, I own it on my Apple. You can watch it. Yeah, and you've grown a great set of tits. I don't know if he says tits. Maybe he says boobs. Boobs. Like yeah. yeah, probably says or, boobs. Yeah. Um, or, all right. Think, oh, actually, no. I think he says rat. Rat, oh, which is not an English word. No, but I think it's, you know, I don't, I don't think t- tits. Oh, great rack on you. Um, <laughs> well, after that complete dive into Robin Hood, is there anything you want to add before we jet off? Um, Happy 2023? Be kind to each other. <laughs> you went from being the biggest pessimist at the beginning of this episode to just be kind, be nice. Just try and be nice. And yeah. if you can't do that, then for fuck's sake, fuck off. And there's so much we have to look forward to this year in in films <laughs> and TV. Oh. The list is endless. Um, well, that's all the time we've got for this week. Join us next time where we'll continue talking all things Spider-Man, the animated series. Until then, I've been Alex Robson. I've been Will Robson. And remember, with a great podcast comes great recordability. Goodbye. So long. Yeah, if you if you're swallowing your spit, then you're putting the the sickness back in the tank. That's not how it works. You don't if you don't gob out your spit. It doesn't mean you continue to be sick. Hey man, it's 2023. You're learning it's things. Like, it's okay. Uh, not, I didn't blow my nose, so I've been sick for like ten days. <laughs> yeah, because the germs are there and they're just like they're just roasting. Uh, I love, I love how you like that. That's not how it works. I need to start fucking coughing. Oh, coughing just makes me feel like shit. It's because it just reminds you of, of how you're not healthy. <laughs> I have plenty of reminders of how unhealthy I am. <laughs> fucking anytime I sit on the toilet, I try to reach my arsehole. That's an easy reminder. <laughs> it's fucking triathlon doing that <laughs> somewhere out there is my butthole <laughs> i'm at the point now i'm gonna have to lift my legs up for my wife and be like help me please. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so fat i can't wipe my arms finished it, it says through sickness and through health <laughs> there ain't no health a lot of sick <laughs> this is pretty sick <laughs> <laughs> oh god I'm just gonna have to pick you up in a forklift to put you in the bathtub <laughs> why am I going in the bathtub <laughs> to, to wash your ass out <laughs> <laughs> but I can't fit in the shower anymore <laughs> uh, it, it is funny but at the same time <laughs> I gotta take control <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> we've made it to five years. This might be your last year on the mm. podcast. So. Well, if I, if I put on 10 pounds every single season of this show. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like clockwork. Oh, oh shit. We'll be wheezing like James Gandolfini the night he died. <laughs> <laughs> the night he died. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, all right, Butterball, you ready to do this?
butterball. <laughs> I'm ready, butterbean. <laughs> all right, Andrew. I am distracted by all these birds flying around, though, from my new view. Oh. Who are you? One of our fucking old aunts? Like, oh. talking about birds outside? Looks like a group of sparrows. Jesus Christ. You really are like an 80-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> I better, get rid of, I better go get rid of that one. Oh, God. Yikes. Hello, everyone. <laughs> My brother is slowly deteriorating. He's only 32. 33? Oh, <laughs> 32, 33. Yeah, 32. And, um, yeah, I'm a lot healthier than him. And I hope he hears this. Nobody to remind him. Next time he goes to eat that extra bit of bad food or he pours himself a very large whiskey that he listens to this and remembers he's a fat cat. (laughs) All right, he's back. I just walked five steps. (laughs) That's the most steps you've done all day. (laughs) What's your step count up to now? 12? I did go out today. You're you're actually looking at your step count. I'd be very curious. Was it? I bet it's three thousand steps. Where the fuck is my step count? Oh, in the health, the app that you never look in. It's one thousand two hundred fifty-four steps. That's not very good. It's not very bad. No, I guess not. Compared to my daily two hundred, it's a lot better. <laughs> oh God! Uh, all right, well, I don't we'll... carry my phone on me everywhere I go, so it's not accurate. No, that's true. Yeah. That is very. That's a good. I take point. like twenty dumps in the day, so that that's a lot of back and forth to the toilet. It's not true. <laughs> twenty-five. <laughs> that's the twentieth dump. Twenty-five. Oh, I feel like shit. Let's do this podcast then. All right, <laughs> happy New Year. Here we go. In three, two, one. <laughs>